Okay, good morning. Today's class is sponsored by Nachem Bats. I'm sorry, Nachem Ben Pesia for a successful transition into retirement. One another, Mechaya Pesia Ben Alizazar for strength of becoming a Caliph of Kaddish Baruch Hu. And also, Bezrat Hashem for Alizazar Ben Sara and Mechaya Ben Pesia to regain full strength from COVID. Hashem help them get their taste and smell back what else what else I think that's it okay and today later on we're going to do a, a YouTube video me and my wife are going to answer many questions that people ask on, on Instagram just to give some clarification on how we can uh, get her more involved in this process. I think it would be great to get her involved. Uh, she's definitely a powerhouse, and it could benefit a lot of people, especially the girls. Some questions that the girls really need to on that I really can't answer some of these situations. And she would be able to answer them the best. So we want to get her involved. So I was really, really excited to get her back on. So today we're going, I just, I, I, I bought a book called Practicing the Power of Now. Okay, I thought the, the title is great because obviously what we want to do is really we want to get, our ultimate goal really is to be more present at the end of the day. Um, when you have presence, you, you have happiness, you have everything. When, you, when we don't have, we could be in the toughest situation. At least if, we, if our attitude is right in that situation, that's really the key. Oh, that's ultimately what you want is presence. If you ask me, what, where, you could be super rich, you could be in a, you know, in a mansion, you could be with it, but if you're not present, you're nowhere. <laughs> I'm pretty, you're pretty much nowhere. So it's not presence. You could be in Eretz Yisrael, have nothing. You could be dancing on Shabbat and have absolutely zero money and be completely in the moment and you could be the happiest person in the world. So it, remember, it's not, it's not the, what, what we have or what happens to us. It's actually being in the moment, being present. Um, and that's ultimately what we want to, what we want to shoot for. It's exactly what Rabbi Nachman tells us in Lesson 10, in the second half of the Kutimara. And he tells us pretty much this. He tells us if, we have, if you have a settled mind, you're going to get close to your Creator. And if you don't, that's going to distance you from your Creator. And he says the beginning of, of getting a settled mind is obviously um, thinking about good points in yourself, arousing that, because ultimately there's three concepts in Judaism that you need to understand. Faith and the soul are one. Your, the, your ability to develop your soul, your ability to develop growth in your life is very connected to how much faith you have. When we lose faith, we stay in the past. It does not allow us to develop our souls, does not allow us to develop our future potential. If we stay in the future, we cannot also develop our soul's potential because we're stuck now in not in the present moment, which that's what distances us. It's not the mitzvot that are distancing us. It's not the things. It's the not having a settled mind, not being able to be directed. This accumulation of weight from the past or the future. And this is a, some, the Buddhists are very into this concept. But this is really, really a, 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 a Jewish concept. Settle your mind. Our sages constantly are talking about um, kavana, having kavana, connecting your heart and your mind to everything. And to the extent that we do that, that is the ability that we're going to be able to maximize our, our minds, etc. But if we're always, again, in this FOMO attitude, etc. So again, the number one goal that I want you to really work on, like I've said before, is not so much on the thoughts, of, it's more on wisdom. 
for example, let's say, you know, that, that speech Thursday, I recognize I, uh, I was too critical of myself because at the end of the day, that speech you're going to need when you're having a rough day. <laughs> some speeches you can have, speeches that you're going to be like, let's go, let's go for the win. And some speeches you're going to need, like, oh my God, I need to surrender. So I recognize I was too critical of myself uh, in that speech. Actually, the speech was very good because at the end of the day, you need that class on the days that you're not flying. You're going to need that days where you're completely confused and you're going to need to go back to center. But that class is going to also be needed. So, so how, do you, how do you really... How do you, now, I could have been second-guessing, oh, I should have been better, I should have done this better, I, should have done, I would have been in my hell all day long. But what is the ultimate goal that we really, really want to get something out of our heads so it does not repeat over and over again? And that is called wisdom. When you take wisdom, when you bring, elevate something to wisdom... That is the memory without the emotion. Like Joe Dispenza talks about that. But ultimately what we want to get after every experience, our sages tell us that right after every experience, elevate that experience to wisdom. And now wisdom is the memory without the emotion. That means when I have wisdom, I'm no longer thinking I could have done better, I could have done that better, I could have done that. It's wisdom now. You know what? It's wisdom. I elevated the experience. That's called learning. When you learn something, it no, that, that memory, the, the, that emotion, that experience that you're going through, that you're repeating over and over again, is no longer replaying in your mind. That's ultimately what we want to get to. We want to get to wisdom. This is exactly what Nachman says, lesson 53, the great value of thought has become known to me. And he says, thought is extremely precious. Entire things are made from the things that we, 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 speak, we think about. Yet, wisdom is more valuable. So the number one way, obviously, I can be, I can go, let's say I can go to a Manhattan mindfulness class, okay? Let's say I want to start being in the moment more. But if I have nothing in the brain to get, put me to elevate those experiences, what are you putting in the moment? For where are you getting your knowledge? How are you going to elevate things? See where the, what the world is, where the world is, I see it's, lo- it's lost a little bit. Put me in a mind, imagine putting drug addicts, God, for people in recovery in a mindfulness class. If they don't have the knowledge to know how to take the past and elevate it to faith, how much willpower do you think they're going to have? Take people that don't know, they don't have that, and put them in a mindfulness class. It's like getting a Gemini to focus. <laughs> Can't do it. You need knowledge. You need knowledge to elevate things, because if not, they stay in my head. Without faith, you really cannot be in the moment. Faith is what puts you in the moment. Faith is, I could say, you know what? I can't control this. I'm, bring, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it up to faith. Now I'm in the moment. Versus I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's not working, what's working. This is why you need the knowledge to allow you to have faith, to be able to elevate things, thoughts into wisdom, which puts you in the moment. That's really the key. But if we're just trying to battle um, thoughts all day long without knowing what to do with them, we're going to be in our head all day long. We're going to be in our head all day long. So that's where, where are the things I speak about. It's, if we don't have anything in the head, if there's no tool to elevate things, this is why we give the classes, to give you new meaning, to dot, then you can have more peace of mind. Because I could say, I learned from this, I won from this, I could have done better, and that's it. There's no need to, for this, I'm not good enough, or uh, why is my anxiety so bad? We keep on resisting situations. 
period. That's, the, that's exactly what Rabbi Nachman says. I don't want you to just focus on the thinking. I want you to really, really, really focus on elevation versus thought management. And I can tell you that has done tremendous uh, situation. Because once I elevated something, it no longer is in my head anymore. So remember, wisdom is the memory without the emotion. The event continues to continue in your head if you do not give it because every, remember, after every experience, there's an emotion, and if that is, emotion is not elevated, you, you had a breakup with somebody. Somebody broke up with you. All of a sudden, what's the emotion? Anger. And what, what are you going to think? Low self-esteem. I'm not good enough. So how are you going to wake up? Feeling less worthy. So you're going to now all of a sudden do things to try to make yourself more worthy or try to you know, psych yourself into this. Or you could say, you know what? That was not meant to be. What do I learn from this? Bring it to prayer and bring it to wisdom. And see the difference between being in your head and versus wisdom. That's exactly what we want to get to. Uh, unfortunately, this this young mindset today is not, they don't know how to deal with this today. I don't want to say specific names, but let me just stay in my lane. Rab Nachman also said in Lesson 233, and this is why you need to understand how much you, you need, things need to be elevated. Remember, everything in this world, is, there's a concept called, called a, t- a tikkun, a repair. I can't just fix something and just forget about it. I pretty much, any area of my life that I've erred in, that I made a mistake in, I pretty much have to go back to that same exact place in that same situation and not make the mistake in order to elevate it. So we ask ourselves, how come we keep on going back into these similar tests? How come we keep on, the person that has an anger problem, he prayed to, for anger. He worked on himself. He went into the mikvah. He went to Wim Hof. He, he hung out with uh, Moroccans all day long. Just to, uh, Moroc- uh, he became a referee so everybody could scream at him. And he did not, he still has to go through the same exact test to, to not get angry again. It can't go away. Now, what happens? And this is exactly what Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 233. That you're going to get tested. But when you're able to overcome that test, and when you emerge from it, instead of thinking negatively, let's say you did get, somebody broke up with you in that time. Let's say you got broke up one time, and then you got broke up, somebody broke up with you again. And the second time, you didn't lose your self-esteem. You regained, you held strong. That second time gives tremendous pleasure to your creator. Does that make sense? We're thinking, how come I keep on going through the same thing over and over? Because you're not fixing it. The fixing is, is getting into the same situation and now not taking it personal. Now when you do that, you ultimately, what did you do? You pretty much practice makes permanent. We're thinking, just like somebody practicing something, you wouldn't say, why do you keep on practicing? Because you ultimately have to, your creator wants you to master that issue. Because if you, if you master that issue, that becomes part of you, it becomes part of your wisdom, and that wisdom now translates into a uh, receiving blessings, etc. in your life. Very, very important we need to understand that. Um, to understand. So it's just this concept of mindfulness is wonderful. But if there's no, nothing in the head to be mindful, what do you, how, do you, how are you really elevating things? Does that make sense? then I can really, really practice better mindfulness versus just being, and that's what I'm seeing, why we're not, why we're not getting the, um, the results with some people. Because again, just, it's just too much of how am I feeling today 
and uh, I don't like the way I'm feeling, and that itself is a problem. Because remember, resistance is what actually causes something to become worse and worse. So just this, this book by Edgar Toll, we're just going to, again, the reason why I go to secular books is not because I need new wisdom. It's because I like new language. I'm very much into new language. They, some, some Hashem gives people um, the ability to, to have good language. And so he, he, his concepts really is, is talking about start listening to the voice in your mind. Listening to the voice. Remember, what, what is Bina? What is our heart for? The heart hears. The heart hears. So when you're, look, when you're listening, you're listening through Bina. You're listening through your heart. What is my heart telling me? Start listening to the, pay particular attention to every negative thought pattern and these old audio tapes that are playing in your head. This is what I meant by watching the thinker. Right? We also said not only watching the thinker, but you are not the voice, you are the one that hears the voice. So completely different. If I'm the one who hears the voice, I'm not the voice itself. That itself should completely give me the detachment. Why would I, the only reason why we're upset or, is because we are the one, we think we are the voice. You are not the voice, you are the one that hears the voice. That is the beginning of everything. This is why when, you, when we get to a point where we've accumulated so much pressure, that's the time to breathe. You understand? Whenever there's too much accumulation of pressure, there's a time to breathe. Don't even attempt to do it. Even watch the thinker. It's a time to now fill up. Fill up on oxygen. And it's funny, I've been re-watching this guy, um, by Andrew Huberman, and he gave, he gave a great, great tool. He says, when, you wanna, when you're tired and you need more energy, you have to breathe in from your nose. You have to breathe in, like, like to accelerate your learning. Sometimes, you know, we're tired. We need that second boost. You need oxygen. Accelerate. But when you need to calm down, you need to breathe out. For example, when you're running, that's not the time to breathe in. <laughs> What's gonna happen? You're gonna get more anxious, and that anxious is gonna affect your heart rate, and that's gonna make you panic more. So what you do is you breathe out. When you're running fast, you breathe out. Breathe in a little bit, but mostly decelerate, because that calms you down. So this is breathing in, and it's funny, it's Yurke Vavke and Elohim. Anytime we're breathing in, we're breathing in the life force, and Elohim is like letting go. Letting go. It's God's, uh, so remember, breathe in is to give yourself oxygen. Breathing out is to calm down. Certain states, Florida, we need to breathe in, wake up, <laughs> wake up. New York, we need to calm down, calm down, accelerate, relax, take the edge off of life. So this is very, very important. The same concept. So breathing is great because breathing gets you in that moment. Our sages say this is a kotzer ruach. This is why you have to watch the breath. He's going to talk about that afterwards. But listening to the voyage, do not judge. This is the most important thing. Anytime you judge a feeling or you're upset about the way you feel, that is called resistance. The worst thing you could do is judge anything. Don't judge yourself bad. Don't judge a thought. It's only giving you information. Judge the don't judge it. Just view it. See the difference? I can view. I can, somebody could be walking into synagogue. I'm looking at him. No problem. But once I'm judging him, that gives resistance. We're judging too much. 
How many times does God tell us, do not judge your favorite, don't judge others like you, the way you wouldn't be judged. The same thing with your mind. You need to understand every single time you say something is bad, you're actually now giving it resistance. Because what that, what's that going to do? That's going to now trigger other things. Exactly what Rabbi Nachman said. That your mind works as an, as an association. It associates previous triggers. So when something comes up, all of a sudden you start thinking of 10 things. A stock goes down. Next thing, oh, that's bad. What's going to happen? Now I'm not going to be able to get my house in Florida. And if I don't get my house in Florida, my wife's not going to be happy. And my wife's not going to be happy, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Do you understand how one little trigger can all of a sudden, a stock going up or down can now trigger whether or not your wife is going to be happy if you buy a house in Florida. <laughs> Just understand how, how fast your mind works and how programmed you are, etc. You understand? You know how much association your mind works? And you have to notice it. And that's all coming from where? Accumulation of fear. The root cause of all this paranoia, anxiety, weariness is coming from accumulation of fear. Accumulation of fear. So remember, as you listen to your thoughts, we want to focus today. Just think about today. And a good example would be, take your phone and put it in your left hand today. See how awkward that is. See how you completely feel different. You, you're like, well, you, because you, what are you doing? You're interrupting a pattern. You're normally used to grabbing your phone, blah, 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 you know, a thousand text messages in a second. Grab it on your left hand today. And you see, just notice it's on your left hand. And you see how much slower time goes by. Just look at it. Look, that's how you interrupt it. So this is watching the thinker instead of becoming the thinker. Because remember, in order for me to elevate things, I cannot be in my head. I have to observe, and I can't be. And this is why I do so much letting go. For me, letting go is essential. Why? Because I have a lot of intense energy. It's always there. Energy. I go into rehab. I go into... I meet people all day long. And sometimes I pick up up stuff on the way. I pick up energy, and, and I recognize that's not my energy. I have to let it go, but I do pick up energy. Believe it, when you're dealing with tons of people, you're picking up energy. And sometimes that energy can affect your energy. So you have to let go of that energy also. You have to let go of that energy. There's a lot of energy that you pick up. You have to be very careful. Anytime you're doing work, Rabbi Nachman tells us, anytime that you are doing work with people, you have to do a lot of prayer to save you from that energy. Because not if not, that energy, remember, just like you're helping somebody else. Well, what happened? You got affected. It's the same similar concept as the paraduma, the red cow. The guy who helped the guy got affected, but he helped the guy. So there's always a collateral damage. So this is why it's also, just obviously, if you're having a struggle being in the moment, don't hang out with anxious friends. And that's not going to help you. You have to hang around with better people, better energy. On a higher conscious level, do you understand? You're going to end up becoming consciously higher. But when you hang out with people who are in that low consciousness, you're going to come up and, and end up in that airspace. So also, pick your friends wisely. Pick your friends. Forget the peer pressure right now. Now you need to survive and, and to thrive. You can't hang out with everybody. I changed tons of my friends. I'll be honest with you. I have different friends today because this affected me a lot. It's affected me a lot, and I need to constantly become better and better. So unfortunately, you cannot be friends with everybody. You can't. It's just, you can't do it. You can't, be, you, can't, you can't have everything in life. 
And you have to recognize, as you grow consciously, some friends are not going to be there. And it is what it is. Again, it's very lonely on, on the top, as we've, we've heard that line. It's lonely, but it's okay. So remember, today you have to work on just monitoring, listening to the voice. And work on today not putting any judgment to that voice. Work on also recognizing the importance of not only being mindful, but recognizing you need also wisdom knowledge. The reason why we can't, like for example, I have a, I, I'm, I'm dealing with a, with a couple that I have to deal with right now. There's no, there's no wisdom. So what does it look like? A racquetball fight. It looks like a tennis match. Like Wimbledon, like this. And here, this one's that one, that one. There's no wisdom, so they can't really be helped that much. Because he doesn't know his role, she doesn't know her role. So what does it look like? Wisdom. It looks like, rock, it looks like pretty much I'm in a tennis ball fight. And I know that marriage is probably going to go nowhere unless somebody develops wisdom and recognizes what, what am I projecting instead of what, what do I need to reflect on. It's, it's all projection instead of reflecting. So how much, how much help can they really get in that moment? No dot, no mercy. So there, tell them to be more mindful. How long is it going to last? Not much. It, it can't. It can't. They, they, they're not going to be able to survive maybe 45 minutes, but all day long, there's so many triggers that have ne- never been let go. There's so much resentment that's never been let go. So it, lo- looks like a, it looks like a Wimbledon match. I said, I could, at least you're saving me a ticket not to go to a tennis match, but if you don't do something differently, if you don't have different rituals, let's not even attack this issue right now. You need to work on this, and you need to work on this, and then reconvene in three months. Don't even deal with this issue, because there's no dot wisdom to be able to even elevate that experience. That's where we're having a hard time today. We're trying to just... We're just trying to get, uh, fill up the, the, the tank when the tank is empty. That's the problem. So if we're having a difficult, remember, we need to also, also, also understand something very, very important. What you hold in your mind manifests in your body. Period. What you hold in your mind manifests in your body in a higher degree. That means if you have fear, you're going to have anxiety. You're going to be a chronic warrior. You're going to be anxious. I mean... Just dealing with this on a, on, a body, on, a, on, a, on a body level without dealing with it on a mind level, it's pretty much so ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous thing. You, what you hold in your mind, that means you will feel better once, your mind is, once you fix your mind, once you change your consciousness from fear. And the way to go into that is to trust. There's many ways to do that. Sometimes you have to just do radical things and wake up and say, what, would, what does a person who trusts God do? He goes, he starts to just make decisions. If you're an indecision person, make decisions today. That shows that's your, new, that's your new, new, new identity. Or work on learning about it. But the most important, the reason why we need to learn, because new information gives you new thinking. I can't tell you I have the same thoughts I have today that I had a year ago. Every year I have different thoughts. It's a different consciousness. I don't battle the same thoughts that I used to have before, because those have already been... Elevate it. So it's very, very important. You need, a, you need wisdom. It's too much. We are too much in a motivation world. If I could tell you motivational podcast, I would tell you a thousand motivational podcasts versus one wisdom podcast. 
because we all we want is just to ch- change the way we we want to escape. We want to feel better. That's the mindset. Give it. Give me something to feel better. We're not building structures. We're just asking for for. Give me a new air. That is not enough. That's not enough today to get you into a, into a place of real contemplation. This is the, what you see today. Just I need something. I need a YouTube. I, give me air, air, air. But why are you so why are you suffocating all the time? That's the question you need to ask yourself. You need real wisdom. Wisdom is the key, and that's what we have, Rav Nachman. I can't tell. It's not the mentality itself today is not. It's not there. There's remember. Our Creator's ability to give us mercy is only connected to the amount of, of, of consciousness you have. You cannot ask for a blessing in your life unless you are living in a consciousness of trust. If you're living in a consciousness of trust, then heaven will give you a blessing because you have a kale, you have a vessel. But if you're walking around with fear and you're asking for a new business, what, is that, what in the world is that going to look like to you? It's going to be more problems. You understand the problem? Created the world... I have anxiety. I need a new business. Why in the world would he do that to you? It would be more, more things to worry about. Now you're worried about five things. So you have a new business. Now you're going to have 15 things to worry about. Why in the world would he do that to you? Create, I have low self-esteem. I need, you know how many people tell me with low, with low self-esteem? Hashem, I need a shidduch. Please, I need a shidduch. You're already punishing yourself already. You already have a low opinion of yourself. So now I'm going to give you some, I'm going to bring you somebody else. You want to punish him also? So now you have two people that you want to punish now? Already you're killing yourself. You, want to, you have two people that do? Marriage is a gift, technically. So now you want to take another person, you want to punish him because you haven't worked on yourself. Do you understand why God does it? We're looking at it like, oh my God, God is so cruel. Why does it give him my zivu? You have zero loss, you have zero self-esteem. What, all, what's going to happen? Any little thing that goes wrong in that marriage, what are you going to say? He's the one causing all my problems. How's that going to look like? How's it going to look to you? Just think about logically. Look at it logically why your creator cannot give it to you. And actually it's being, it's being merciful why he can't give it to you. This is what you need to understand. So all, all we're talking about here is when you have a feeling, you have to notice the feeling. Just notice. Listen to the feeling. See what's behind it. And start letting it go. And the way you let it go is by non-judgment. By just letting it go. Not paying attention. Or, what Rav Natan says, is take those feelings and bring it up to prayer. Didn't our sages tell us that a prayer with feeling is much more beneficial in heaven? Sometimes I ask my Hashem, Hashem, why would you make me a Scorpio? You know how hard I have to work on to just deal with this. And, and, but, you know, but that same intense energy is what I can pray with. Imagine being completely cold and not being able to pray and not feel anything. That's not good either. So the fact that you have these feelings, our sages tell us, when a person has worry in his heart, what should he do? He should speak about it. Cast your burden onto heaven. That's another way. That means we're not taking situations in our lives and just sitting with it and just trying to be mindful all day long. That is not, that is not realistic. It's not going to really, really work realistically. Because there's a, different, there's a different energy and a different situation that you always dealt with every single day. And that is not going to be enough because let's say I try to be mindful. Next thing you know, okay, I'm mindful till 11 o'clock. One thing happens, I bre- it breaks me. There you go. Rav Nachman said opposite. You really have to constantly restart. See the concept? The world tells you just be mindful. 
No, Rabbi says, no, no, no. The car is going to break down a few times today. But your job is to constantly restart it. That's, that's more of the realistic approach to being mindful. But that is being mindful. That means if the car broke down, now what? So you see, it's really the power of now what? Now what? And this is why it's very, very, very important. Number one thing we need to work on really, really is recognizing that it's the accumulation of the time that is causing the suffering that we're going through. It's the accumulation of time. It's not really, it's your attachment to that situation. The more you remove the attachment, the better you're going to feel. This is why the best thing our sages say many times, just give meaning to a situation. Many people tell me, I can't get over this girlfriend. I can't get over this. I can't get over that situation. I can't get over this failure. It's because you can't get over it because you, every time you think about it, you're giving it now more resisting. And the fact that you're giving it so much resistance is because you're giving it based on your own knowledge of how you see the world. So now we have two problems. Number one, you're resisting it. Number two, you're giving it meaning based on how you interpret the world. So that's two problems now. Because let's say you don't have a Muna. Let's say you don't have faith. Because if you had faith, you probably would have elevated that situation already. You would have let it go and turned it to God. But you don't have the proper meaning. So already that's causing more of a problem. See the problem? First, the meaning is off. And second, you don't know how to let go of something. So now you're attaching negative meaning to something. So that little breakup all of a sudden turned into a huge anxiety attack. I'm never going to get married, man. And that's exactly what our sages are telling us a malik is. This paranoia, this hysteria, etc. So what we need to do is defuse the energy and work on elevating things. This is exactly what he's saying here. All problems are illusions of the mind. Where did we hear this from? All problems. The word dimyon means imagination, right? Where does imagination exist in my life? Only in an absence of consciousness. If I'm aware, there is no consciousness, there's no, there's no imagination. How could you have imagination if you're in the moment? You can't. So any kind of imagination is only because there's an absence of consciousness. I went to Legoland yesterday with my kids. All right? We get out of the car, 20 minutes into the car. How long is it going to be? <laughs> I mean, we're not even 20 minutes into the car. I have three, three year old, I have three year old, two four year olds and a three year old, all fire signs with no patience, telling me, telling me, thank God we, we rented like one of these party buses with, you know, self entertaining and all that because I knew this was going to be. So how long is it going to be? How long till we get there? We, we haven't even left. We're not even on for, in West Palm Beach. So you could tell a kid, you know, just be in the moment. Be mindful. Three hours is really nothing. Tell a three-year-old about being in a car for three and a half hours. You have to have three and a half hours. So what do we do? We just divert their attention. You're going to tell a three-year-old it's going to take three hours. Imagine what that's going to look like. Three hours? They don't have the concept of time. Three-year-old doesn't know what time is. Time, you tell him three hours, he's thinking uh, forever. He doesn't know what, the, he thinks three, three, but for them, we know three hours for me, it's two minutes. 
But if you're a kid for three, tell them three hours, that's the time is, is it's, forget it. So you could just explain, as a kid, you can't explain to him three hours, he doesn't have a consciousness to understand what three hours is. The same thing with our lives, our problems, is because there's an association of an element of time that you, have, that you are missing the consciousness. So this time element is forever for you. It's forever. You understand? Time begins to become your enemy when you don't have a good, when you're not conscious. When you're aware, every moment is being changed. If I live in awareness, I can believe, I can, if I'm single, I could, I, could, I could believe I could meet somebody tomorrow and get married in a month. There's no problem with time. But because of, if I'm still living in the past and I had a two-year relationship that broke up, I'm thinking the next relationship is going to be two years and then I have to find somebody that's going to take me six months and then I'm going to be in a two-year relationship. Now I'm going to be three and a half. Now I have to freeze my eggs and ba 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 ba, and the world is over. Sounds familiar? Yes. You understand how much fear? I'm not trying to be insensitive, but look how much, look how much... Look how much people, right now, people in their 20s are thinking about freezing their eggs. Do you understand? The mentality, what we're going through, where we've, how much fear? It's a great business, by the way. We have to unfreeze our minds. And it's funny, you're freezing your eggs, because what does fear do? It freezes you. Exactly what it does. Freezes your brain. Freezes you, paralyzes you. Puts you into anything but the moment. Tomorrow, this. This is an element because it's an, we think this is a problem. It's an illusion in our mind. And some of us have a harder time with that. Libras, right? Libras are specializes in procrastinations. Number one, procrastinations. The Geminis, but Libras are, they really have the, uh, the, the, the five-star uh, Michelin star on, on procrastination. So the mind unconsciously loves problems because, remember, how does your mind work? Reason. It needs to attach a reason to everything, right? Yes or no? How do you mind? I have to know why this happened. It doesn't go into what happened. It goes into why. Your mind is not there to help you. Your mind is there to attach. Why did this happen? Why? Ego mechanism. Right away, it needs an answer. Needs Because maybe this is what we needed as children to grow. But why? 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 See, right away, it's, it's in defensive. It's in ego mode. And it's in resistance. Right away it says this. Why, why do you think we said from why to what? You have to go from why to what? Because <laughs> what, what is already the solution? Why is the problem? But your mind uses why to resist. To resist situations. And that creates a problem. Because now you say I have a problem. How many, times do you, how many times do you say I have a challenge? Versus how many times do you say I have a problem? I could almost say 90 to 1. You say problems versus challenges. Very few people say Baruch Hashem. I have such a great challenge. How many does that language even come? What do you feel that? I need. I have a problem. I, I don't remember a, a an email in the past three years. Thank God, Hashem has given me a great challenge. I can't remember that. So always, this is my problem. I have a problem with my husband. I have a problem with my child. I have a problem with this. I have a problem with that. Because this is exactly what the Yitzhahara keeps you. Keeps you in the problem. Doesn't keep you in the solution. Because if you got rid of the questions behind the problem, you would have solutions. Right? So his job is to really, and you have to understand, that's why in life, 
the reason why we, we, we and you can watch this from, from the eighth, you can watch this from game film. The reason why the people watch game film is because they, they master their enemies. They know exactly their opponents. They know how they move. They know everything about their opponents. But somehow we do not master our Yetzirah. We don't know what he does to us. You, don't, you haven't mastered him. Because if you know how to master him, he's all into the absence of faith. Faith is, the faith is basically suffocating the Yetzirah because he can't handle. Because if the mind already works on why, and the mind works on resistance, and the mind works on that, it teaches us that you have to use mind over matter. You have to be able to, 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 to go to God, go spiritually to a place where, where your mind takes it. And this is exactly what it says. The problem means that you're dwelling on a situation mentally without being its true intentions or possibly taking action. You don't take action when you have problems. You just find somebody to blame or continue to build that resistance in your life. But, but what you need to really do is recognize why I'm, when there's a problem. Why am I looking at it as a problem? Again, because that's the meaning that I'm giving to it. Who's assigning meaning? You are. Do you know everything in the world? No. You don't know everything in the world. Get curious about the situation. What does my creator want from me? What does he want from me in this situation? How in the world do you think I would have come to speaking in the fields if, it, if, if that came from a simple insurance issue? An insurance issue translated to me talking as Bodhidut in the field. How in the world do you think I got there? By saying, how, am I, how come I'm going through this? How come I'm going through this? I don't understand. I knew there was the problem and I knew I had to deal with the challenge. But I knew there was a much greater calling that my creator wanted me in this situation. Because he only gets my attention two ways. He gets my attention, obviously, financially and through my wife. That's, that's a specialty. He knows exactly how to get me doesn't get me through insults and all that. He knows, he knows my creator knows exactly how to get my attention. And I usually know it's something that I need to change spiritually. It's nothing to do with the situation. I've gone through this thing so many times already that I would be an idiot to focus on either my wife or money itself as a situation. I would be a fool. That's, be, that's like a rookie. It's a rookie move. Creator of the world, what, am I, what do you want from me spiritually here? That's, what, that's, what I, that's where all the energy goes once I defuse the problem itself. Because I know this has nothing to do with that. So they're not problems. They're opportunities for me, to get, for me to work on my spiritual game one way or the other. So you can see the difference. There's no resistance there. Obviously, surrendering has to happen. But at the end of the day, the real, the real shift has to be on the focus of what does my creator want from me? This is exactly what you need to do. It's not enough. Because remember... You're not just going to be mindful all day. It's not humanly possible. It's not humanly possible to be mindful all day. Nobody has really mastered that to that T. What you could do is restart the car <laughs> constantly. And that is exactly what Rabbi Nachman speaks about. He didn't say, I was, I never, he never said, I was mindful the whole day, I was besimcha the whole day. No. But he did tell you he restarted the car seven days. That is the, so it's really, really mindful means what do I do next from this? What is really, really the, ne- the next? And the best way to do this is being aware of your breathing. Your breath tells you your state. Neshama, neshima. Your breath and your emotions really, really dictate because every single emotion you have changes the way you breathe. That's a gift also. That's a way, it's a gift also that God give, gives us the ability. It's like, you know, imagine if you had 
You, you never knew when you ran out of gas. What would you do? How much, how much anxiety? Imagine if we didn't have the gas meter. How much anxiety would people have? All they were thinking about is, am I running out of gas today? Right? But you have a meter telling you you're going to run out of gas. And if it's on red, you have to go put gas. Same thing. When you are over, when it's too much energy, when, you're not, when your energy's off, it's time to restart. So an energy, your energy level today, because remember, and you know this exactly what happens. When you, have, when you are, and I, I, see the, I see myself, when you're stressed out, your, your energy levels is down 50% and your muscles are down 50%. You're weak 50%. I see the difference. I see the difference in my workout. So right away it teaches me, why am I stressed out? Where is the energy going? Did I pray today? Did I do this today? So it's always a actions of what needs to be changed in that area. And that is really where you're going to get the most results. Because it's too much pressure to think that you're not going to get a negative thought. No, Rabbi Nachman tells you you actually get rewarded when you go through the same thought and you pass it. So it's not like I can say, it's not, it's not a realistic being in the, in, the, in the moment the whole day. But being in the moment is, if this breaks, I'm going to restart the car. That is being in the moment. That is exactly what you need to do. Is more pretty much re, have a, restart the car constantly versus worrying about it that the car will never break down today. And that's not realistic. It's not realistic. But what your job is, it might, you might have to restart the car seven times today. You might have to restart the car ten times one day. But keep on restarting the car. Don't abandon your car on the road. It's funny, yesterday there was a there was a tow truck driver. It's funny how this example came up. It's so funny how everything works. All of a sudden, the guy takes a, he's a tow truck driver and he drops his car, abandons the car right on one of, our, my, one of my properties. Just abandoned the car. Just left it there. That's what we do pretty much when we just give up. You abandon the car. You can't abandon the car. You have to constantly restart the car. That is really, really the power of now what? That's more of the Hasidic approach than just, mm, I'm in the moment the whole day. So either remember, elevate it to wisdom, watch your breath constantly, right? Make sure, or, or take that problem and bring it to prayer. Don't just let it sit there. <laughs> and shoot yourself because you're feeling that way. Because now you're causing the judgment and then you're causing the resistance. So either I'm bringing it up to prayer, I'm going to pray about it, right? I'm going to restart my attitude, change my attitude by changing the feeling about the situation. I'm going to check my breath or maybe get out of the moment, get out of that situation, go into another moment, and then go retackle the situation. But the worst thing we could do is just sit there and abandon the car. And that's what happens when we just give up and let the Yates of Heart take over your mind. And just all day long, you're just, whatever's coming in, you just believe. That's what you don't want. You're just to hear. Hear the voice. The voice is telling us to constantly let it go. And remember, if the feeling is really, really rough, if, you're having, if you have a lot of feelings, a tremendous amount of feelings, then you have to work on not the thoughts, but the feelings themselves. Because the reasons how something accumulated is very... How do you accumulate weight? Pretty much the same way. You keep on eating. And eating and eating. Right? Accumulation of weight. Didn't happen one day. So how do you really lose weight? You got to change the pattern. 
got to change the pattern. So you start letting go of that energy. And the way you let it go is by not judging it, by not paying attention, like an itch on your back, like something. Just don't judge it or give it attention or energy. Learn from it. Ask yourself all day long today, what can I learn from today? What can I learn? What is my, what is my lesson for today? What, what, do I, what can I bring up to wisdom today? What do I need to, what, did, what can I practically bring up to wisdom today? So I can, I can enhance. There, you see, the emotion no longer stays in your head. You took that situation as learning, it's out of your head, and it's no longer replaying in your head. That's what every day you should really say, what did I learn today? And then you have a good menu to speak about the next morning in, in, in prayer. There you go. Here's your menu today to work on. Versus being unrealistic, not having any knowledge, being so anxious, not having a settled mind, and trying to be present the whole day. Good luck. It's pretty much like two people that have no spirituality trying to deal with a Shalom Bayit problem. How is that going to look like to you? It's going to go nowhere because nobody knows what their role is. Hashem, help us all that we should all practice the power of now. What? Have a great day.